live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on May 22nd, 2019 to hit the internets on May 23rd, 2019. How the hell are you, huh? Yeah, what is this? What is, what is this? A bi-weekly podcast, huh? What's going on here? Bi-curious? What? What's going on? Jeez. Slipping, falling. I got up. Hmm? I'm here. Listen to the show, iTunes, TuneIn, Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, Spotify, blah, 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 blah. Uh, follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. So here I am. Another beautiful day. Actually, it's been really shitty lately for Northern California. My, for, for Northern California for my taste this time of year. Uh, but it was a nice day today. And I decided, you know what? I've deprived the, uh, the masses of, uh, hearing my, uh, d- terrible takes and opinions on things. So I said, you know what? They need it. They need it. They need it injected into their veins so they can, so they can, again, look, look, look smart in front of uh, their peers, uh, just by regurgitating. Cause I, that's what I imagine everyone does. They re- regurgitate what I say on here and then everyone's like, wow, you're so quirky. You're so witty, John. And just like, yeah, I am. And then I, I know how it goes. So what's happened since the last podcast? A lot of things probably that slipped through the cracks. I'm probably going to bring up some stuff that we've, that in this 36 hour news cycle, we've stopped talking about, but I'm going to revisit because I feel like it. You know, that that's the kind of thing. You know what? If I don't want to do a podcast every week, then I don't have to, even though I should, but if I don't want to, I don't have to. And I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. Got it. So, uh, let's see. Uh, I think in the last podcast I mentioned I was going to Santa Barbara, which uh, for those of you in California, outside of California, I mean, I'd always heard the term Santa Barbara. Okay, that's some nice place in California. It's like a mo- it's it's like an hour, hour and a half north of uh, Los Angeles. And we went there and it's supposed to be this beautiful place. And it is a beautiful place. Don't get me wrong. And the weather's always perfect. That's where it wasn't. It was not perfect. It was perfect for a little bit. And then it started torrential downpours. Like, uh, this is not the way it's supposed to be. So a lot of California got that. So it's boo-hoo, goddamn it, rain. Get over it, Brian. You're absolutely right. But you have to see how the other half lives. Boy, oh boy. Bit expensive there. If you wanted to move there, I think my wife and I, maybe we could afford maybe a shack. Perhaps a shack. shack half a shack, maybe. This is a, so you flew into the Santa Barbara airport, which is like like a, a castle. It, it's it's glorious. It's got like the the, the Spanish, uh, you know, uh, like maroon tiles. On the, it, it's it's ridiculous is what it is. And you should see the university because that's where we went there. She had a conference. The university is right on the beach. Like you can't get more privilege. Talk about privilege. Educational privilege much? I mean, th- look it up. Go look up on Google right now. Look up University of California, Santa Barbara and see where this place is located. You can imagine, I'm sure these kids, uh, why would you ever want to leave college? My God. But again, talking about how the other half lives, I mean, the prices for everything. You know when you go to rent a car and they try to get you, be like, hey, listen, you don't have to fill it up. We'll fill it up for you. Just a little bit more, right? And they have that little thing up on the on the wall there about how much it costs uh, in the area and how much it'll cost for them. I mean, in the area, it says like 410 which that's how much gas is in certain areas here. We fill it up 678 a gallon. That, that's, that, that's, that's robbery. That's criminal. My God. <laughs> it's 678 a gallon. But, uh, yeah, so we went around, did the whole thing. Uh, I don't know. There wasn't really anything, like, of note. We went to bars, drank beer, went hiking, went to nice places, went to the beach. You know, just, just, you know, typical, uh, you know, just chilling northern. Uh, actually, it wasn't northern California, but you get the idea. But it was nice, nice little time. Um... I lost my ID in the Santa Barbara airport. I think I, uh, I don't know why, but I mean, I'm, I'm on a plane enough. I mean, <laughs> I'm just such a traveler, um, that 
you know, I should be putting my ID as soon as you show it to that first TSA agent. They should be putting it right back in my wallet. But I usually take that in the boarding pass and just throw it in the bin with the rest of my shit. And finally, it caught up with me. And I lost my ID. And I realized that in the Oakland airport. As I was uh, urinating in the Oakland airport and I was going into my wallet to find a Red Ticket Blues business card, which I usually do. I throw somewhere in, the, in a bathroom of an airport. So, I mean, I'm not expecting anyone to actually pick it up or anything. But, you know, it'd be, at least be like, oh, what's that podcast? Oh, my God. He hasn't done one in two weeks. Holy shit. Is this still going? Uh, and that's when I noticed my ID wasn't there. I said, oh, that's not good. So yeah, I had to go to the DMV the other day, but this is a stimulating podcast. You waited this long for this. And, uh, you know, it wasn't that bad. I had to get my real ID. Uh, wasn't terrible. Pretty, pretty ironic though, as, as they're like, they're like blasting R and B music there and they're playing like Bob Marley as this DMV person treats me. I wouldn't say like shit, but it doesn't treat me well. Why isn't this form of address acceptable? Because it's not. There's like some list with a bunch of stuff with a bunch of stuff that is acceptable. This isn't one of them. Where's the list? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Why would you? Uh, that should be. That, that, that's on me though. I should be looking that stuff up beforehand. But everything all is well. All is well. Anyways, stop it. Anyway, so in other words, in other uh, topics, uh, let, let's let's talk. Let's let's start where we always start. Let's talk some. Uh, let's talk some New York Yankees, huh? New York Yankees. Uh, and, and before we start. I'm drinking a beer here, and uh, there is no name to it. You know why? Because I brewed this beer. Let's let's take a taste. I gotta be honest. I gotta be completely honest. It's not that good. Uh, it's yeah. It's way too dark. It's supposed to be an IPA. It tastes like a porter. I, I hate when I describe like names of beers. Oh, well, that's a porter. Oh, oh yeah. That's a really creamy stout. I love a stout. Yeah. Uh, oh, 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 that's a double IPA. Oh, it's a blonde ale. And I know they all have different names. It just sounds pretentious. I, I don't, but it's, it tastes like a porter. It's, it's not terrible. I think you just, when you make your own beer, you act like, act as if it's going to be like the, the most amazing thing in the world. And maybe I'm still learning. I'm still learning. The problem is I have to stop drinking so much as I'm making the beer. Cause I feel like I'm missing certain spots and certain, you know, things in the process. Like I'm forgetting to do that because I'm drinking too much. Uh, so I got really got to limit that. That's uh, I have some beer being brewed right now. And I feel like that happened again. Uh, so we're gonna have to work on that, but we start with the New York Yankees who are just crushing it. Let, let's be honest. They're crushing it. And, uh, let's see, still seven, five. Okay. They do have one of the easiest schedules so far in major league baseball. I think, uh, in strength, the schedule, they are second to last. Listen, it's great playing the, uh, is this, is this Giancarlo Stanton? Why is there a picture? Oh, I thought that was a picture of Giancarlo Stanton on a cell phone. That's him taking his helmet off. His calf tightness puts Stanton's rehab stand on hold. This guy is made of glass. Not even glass. It's flour or not dough, but flour. He just, fl- I don't know. But anyways, Jesus Christ, stop it. No, anyways. Um, what was I, I, I'm already mired in that. I, I forget what I'm talking about. Okay. So the, uh, the, the Yankees, their schedule's terrible. When you get to play the uh, the Orioles and the Royals every day, I mean, that that's a great, great thing. But they're crushing it. I mean, what do you want them to I see some people saying, well, they're playing such an easy schedule. What, what, you know what? You Also, the people saying that would be the first people to rip on them if they were losing those games. I'm not going to get mad at them because I'm winning them. They're winning them with this AAA lineup, too. Yes, there are major leaguers in the team, but I think we'd all admit there's some definitely fringe players. You got M- Miguel Andujar, who's gone now, which, listen... I don't know how long this Gio Urshela train is gonna is gonna keep going on the tracks, but I guess I guess it was a good move. I don't know. Whatever. We'll see. Who knows? I saw somebody take a picture. I did respond to it on Twitter. It was him after surgery, just a picture of Miguel Andujar. They're like, this might be the most depressing thing I've ever seen. It's like, will you shut up? That is the thing on Twitter. We have to like go 
we all know that it's not exactly what they mean, but it's like, this is how invested in the team I am. A picture of this is the most depressing thing. Oh, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. How happy, how two teammates look at each other. It's like, can you stop with this over the top shit? Like, no, no one's that impressed by it. It's like, wow, you're a real fan. We get it. You must be one of those extra special people that, you know, bleed pinstripes. I want to see that. I want to see that in a vial. But they keep winning games. What can I say? You know, the, the team's out. Stanton, again, it, I talked about how he's kind of the, the personification of their, their all-or-nothing team right now. And it's just, he's on his way back. He keeps getting injured. But he's going to be back eventually. We all know that. He, he's he's going to be back soon. You can't say the team isn't better with him there. I know he strikes out in big spots. I know he sometimes swings at terrible pitches. I know he's not even a great fielder either. But I'm, are you trying to tell me you'd rather have Cameron Maben in the field than Giancarlo Stanton? Let's get, let's get real, guys and gals. Let's get real. You need him there. Didi might be back in a few weeks. This is the guy who defies all logic. They talk about it on the Bronx Pinstripe podcast all the time. Scott Ryan always saying, you know, this is this is a uh, Didi is an overachiever, and he is. All these other guys, you know, they they stub their toenail, pick up the newspaper outside, and they're out for three years. I, I, not all of them. I mean, that's a Jacoby Ellsbury thing. But, I, you know, Didi's going to be back. They're going to start to put the team together. You know, everyone wants to say DFA Gardner. Gardner was not brought back to this team to play every day, guys. Let's let's be honest. There are too many people that are that are not completely comprehending what exactly this team was supposed to be. And some people are being stretched to their max already in the middle to end of May. Brett Gardner's not supposed to be playing every day. That's why he's batting right around 200. Come on. Jeez. Uh, if you look at the schedule, we're going to get the real litmus test of the Yankees in the middle of June to the All-Star break. They play uh, Tampa Bay. They play Houston. They Tampa Tampa Bay. They play Boston. I mean, these, these are big games. So we'll see what happens then. We'll see if this is a real team. Uh, I mean, again, you can only play the teams on your schedule. Oh, it's not fair at the Orioles. Will you shut up? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. The Yankees are going to be who the Yankees are going to be. That's all I'm saying. So you can't be – I mean – if you're really looking for, you got to really be hard pressed to look for issues with this team right now. That, that's that's all I'm saying. They're the fourth best team in baseball. Granted, the schedule is nice, but again, they could they could be losing all these games too, guys and gals. So that's where we are. The Mets look like a joke. Uh, and stop me if you've heard this one before. Uh, you look at the oh god, I'm surprised Mickey Calloway's still there. Seriously, the the. Robinson Cano isn't running out ground balls. Can you can you believe it? It's absolutely amazing. And don't you dare, don't you dare say he's lazy. Don't you dare do it. What what is this world we've created? I feel like I talked about this when we had Mushnick on the podcast. You know what is this world we where we created where if you like talk about like, like here here are the two main culprits just because we're going to talk about the Yankees or whatever. Gary Sanchez, Robinson Cano. It is now racist to say that they're lazy. Well, guys, I I, I hate to break it to you. They are. Those two guys are lazy. Uh, they don't run ground balls out. As I've said before, I don't expect them to be Jesse Owens running to first base on every pitch. But they are lazy. When you call those two guys lazy, that doesn't mean you're calling the entire Hispanic ethnicity, uh, you know, derivatives. Derivatives what? D- derived from, from Hispanic heritage lazy. Those are the two players. The same way I can say, you know who's a hot dog and who doesn't run out ground balls because he's lazy sometimes? That's Bryce Harper. I'm not saying all white guys are hot dogs and don't run out ground balls. I'm saying Bryce Harper is. So when Robinson Cano, who's from the Dominican, and Gary Sanchez, who's from the Dominican, I'm not saying Dominicans are lazy. I'm saying those two people are lazy. 
Why do we always have to do this? You say something about that and automatically you're, you're considered a racist. It's, it's so puzzling to me. I don't understand where, where we came away from this. It, it, it boggles my mind. It really does. Was Miguel Andujar, uh, was, was he lazy? No, he wasn't. He's from the Dominican. He ran out all the time. Never accused of being lazy. Can, can we just get past this? I don't know. And Gary Sanchez, I mean, let, let's, let's be fair. Let's be fair. Be fair, Mike. He, uh, I think John Sterling's call for Gary Sanchez is perfect because it goes either way. It could be good or bad. I mean, he says it in a good way, but it can define Gary Sanchez. Gary is scary because he is either hitting, he's either having three run, three home run games or he's striking out four times with two pass balls. You can define his play either way as Gary is scary. But he's on fire, man. Him and Glaber, they love playing against the Orioles. I mean, this is this is just it seems it's oppressive. It's it's disgusting. It it it, it hurts like how much they they're beating up on the Orioles. I feel bad for young Oriole fans. If there are any. I mean, the average age is what, 57 in baseball? Jeez. All right. Enough of that. But yeah, the Mets, uh, he's not running. Robinson Cano. And Yoannis Cespedes breaks his ankle. It wasn't a horse injury, so we all know it was a horse injury that will eventually come out. The Mets have already under 500. I don't know, man. I, I feel bad. I don't feel bad because their fans are such assholes on, on Twitter so many times. But whatever. <laughs> what do you want me to say? So what else? What else? What else can we when can we chat about today? Huh? Uh, we got the NBA going on right now. In the NBA, I uh, let's let's go back in the wayback machine just a bit. You know, the NBA draft lottery a few weeks ago. I mean, Nick fans, listen, I understand being optimistic, but like there are so many people that were already like, all right, so here's the starting lineup. It's going to be Kemba. It's going to be Durant. It's going to be Zion Williamson. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. Well, they have 14%, 18%, something like that to get the number one pick. And they didn't get it. They got the number three pick. How uncomfortable was that draft though? I know this has been said, and this is, uh, again, this is, this, this is like, you know, Old Testament at this point. Uh, in, in the news cycle, but how uncomfortable was that with, with Rachel Nichols, who, who's like a professional that they bring like the top, what five guys, the pr- projected top five picks. And they have them there to watch the draft lottery, which was a really bad idea. I, I thought that was in poor taste um, just because not in poor taste. It was just stupid. And what I thought was in poor taste was Rachel Nichols eternally having this one-sided conversation with Zion Williamson. Yes. We understand he's most likely going to be the number one pick. Why are you asking him these rhetorical questions as if he has a microphone and this is a dialogue? It, it also makes the other guys look like absolute jerks. Like, hey, dipshit, ha- having fun here? This is the Zion show. Hey, RJ Barrett, enjoying this? We're not talking to you. Having fun, Zion? <laughs> hey, Zion. Hey, Zion. It's like, what, what, what is this? This, this, is, this is uncomfortable to, to watch. And you could tell he was uncomfortable with it, too. He was giving that awkward smile. He's just like, okay, you forced me to come to this thing. Now you're having a one-way conversation with me and no one else. And he looked real happy because he's going to New Orleans now. Huh? Oh, boy. If you think the NBA's fixed with the draft lottery, it wasn't that night, huh? It wasn't that night. Magic Johnson, uh, he, he quit the Lakers. Uh, I, I, that's one story that I understand is bizarre, but I have no interest in. It, that, that's, you gotta be a real big, like, NBA fan to care about any of that. It's like, oh, yeah, and then the, the GM, I'm really mad at him, and he's going, I mean, Magic Johnson doesn't have much of a brain. We know that. So, um, him going and doing all these things doesn't really shock me, again, because his, if he has a brain, it's not fully functioning. Uh, so, I just didn't find that interesting at all. But the actual gameplay 
let's uh, let's talk about that. Um, you know the. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed the uh, the Eastern Conference Finals so far here. I thought uh, after the first two games, and not to be completely reactionary, but I thought the Bucks were going to kind of dominate, and now it's back to you know we're going to do the home game home game winner bullshit. Uh, the problem is they're going to tire themselves out, and uh, Golden State's already sitting there with their feet up, and we all know they're going to win. I, I, I'll tell you what's going to happen. I think the Bucks are going to win this series, and what will happen after that is. They will play the Warriors. Well, thanks, Brian, for the step-by-step. We already knew that. But in game two, game one will go to the Warriors. Game two, the Bucks will win. So then we get this whole pretend, ooh, we have a series here. No more home court advantage for the Warriors. That's when you know a series is really started, when the home court advantage is done. That's when we'll all play the pretend game on the days off. And I'm sure with the NBA, it's probably like three weeks off. And then the Warriors went three straight. That's my prediction. That's my guarantee to it. You can mark it down, write it down, send a letter, the whole deal. That is what's going to happen. The Bucks will win game two. Maybe they'll win game one. I don't think so. They're going to be tired. They're going to re- regroup themselves after the Warriors trounce them in game one. And then the, the Bucks are going to win game two. That's what I think is going to happen. But I'll tell you, that Portland-Golden State series, I could not believe the lack of effort from the Portland Trailblazers. Now, let's be honest. Let, no, folks, let's be honest. Um, I was, <laughs> Nick always puts out in his columns about Francesa, Mr. Let's Be Honest, a.k.a. Sitting Bull. <laughs> sitting Bull. <laughs> puns, puns, puns. Uh, have you seen such piss poor effort from that team? Golden State's clearly the superior team. Let's be honest. But I mean, the, the, I, I hate Draymond Green, but he was running all over the place. He was out hustling all those guys. Gary Sanchez wouldn't do it. Robinson Cano wouldn't do it. You know why? Because they're lazy. But I mean, the, 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 the Trailblazers looked dead walking. And Damon Lillard, boy, the moment was a little too big for him, huh? And CJ McCollum. Those guys did not look like the stars. I, I was just every game, too. It's like, hey, it's the middle of the third quarter. Wow, can you believe it? The Trailblazers are up by 13 points. Oh, my God, look, they lost by 10. I mean, again, the Warriors play when they when they want to play. I mean, they just play, and it's ridiculous. And I can't stand Steph Curry. I can't. I can't stand the NBA. You know, my wife went out to uh, the conference that she had to go to last for Thursday. No, yeah, yeah, Thursday. So Thursday night, it was just me, home alone, and I was calling out sick the next day. No, no, I work listens to this podcast. So I called out sick when I wasn't on Friday. Um, and even if they did, who cares? Jeez. Uh, let's see. Where, where am I going here? I'm, I'm thinking about all the, all the ways that it's going to get back to my employer. And then they're going to be like, hey, let's talk about Friday. Uh, the 20 <laughs> Friday, the 17th. Uh, do we have a rectal temperature? But no, I'm watching the game and it's one of those things where, you know, not that my wife, you know, bothers me when I'm going to watch a game. It's just a lot of times, you know, I, I don't even care about the NBA, but it was just me. I had a burrito, got some beer, just watching the game, and I'm just, you know, sitting there watching it. And I could, the defense was so bad by the Trailblazers. And, and, and Steph Curry, this whole kicking out every time anyone gets near him to shoot a three, like, can't we, like, whatever happened to the flopping fine? Does that not, is that not in play there? Anytime, it's, it's so phony and, and just, ugh. And the Trailblazers, anytime they made a great basket, it wasn't like they were celebrating. It's like they immediately made a basket and they were just like, oh, finally, I can take time off. And then the Trailblazers, and then the Warriors just ran down the court and just scored. 
<laughs> it was like every time. Ugh. And the off-balance... Does C.J. McCollum always shoot off-balance terrible shots, but he makes them? He was terrible. Lillard... Oh, God. That was such a frustrating series to watch. I mean, I, and this this is probably going to be the last run of the uh, the Warriors, honestly, because there could be some key changes next year. Obviously, Durant... Who, Durant and he's not even playing. And how, how about Durant? This guy is so starved for fucking attention. He's sitting there. He In Golden State, he's in this, like, black hoodie jumpsuit outfit where, you know, normally... Uh, when they're at home, they sit with the team. Durant's too cool for that. He he's not he he's not doing that. He's sitting there in the back. He he sits in the locker room and watches the game. And you know, after the team's out there, or maybe it's just after halftime, he's sitting there with the hood on, looking at like a stat sheet, and right in front of the camera. Like, can you be any more choreographed and just screaming for attention? What a loser! That guy. He comes to New York, and I'm not saying it's it's. The Wayback Machine where the New York media used to be like so tough and so hard because no media is tough and hard now. That's all crap. These guys are, are just waiting to get in line to kiss the ass of the players. But the sheer quantity of media with uh, Mr. Durant, that is going to be a travesty. Uh, and I hear rumors now that the Clippers are just as interested. Go to the Clippers, Kevin. For your uh, mental health, go to the Clippers because it ain't going to be pretty in New York. Those are two teams that are going nowhere too, by the way. I mean, the Clippers, I think they made the playoffs, right? They were number eight seed. And maybe, I mean, maybe they will go somewhere with Durant, but I mean, the Knicks are going nowhere. I, I, I don't understand what makes them such an attractive place to go. Oh, that's, it really inflates their, their, their brand. Kevin Durant is the exact example, exact example, is the perfect example of you do not need a big city. The guy became an international star playing in Oklahoma City. You do not need Madison Square Garden. This dumb narrative, and, and I know a million people have said it over and over again that it doesn't matter, yet there are still people that get suckered in by this garbage that you have to play for this team. For the, You want to be under the bright lights of the garden, the mecca. It's like, who's the big free agent to come there in the last 25 years? Carmelo Anthony? And I give him credit for wanting to try it, but that's it. Who else? <laughs> Aaron Aflalo? Oh, boy. Amari Stoudemire? Okay, well, I'll, I'll give you that. I, I remember how we all had to kiss Amari Stoudemire's ass because he really started this trend of free agents coming to the Knicks. Oh, yeah, such a huge trend. All those banners. Guys, guys, guys. What are you doing? Stop with this this, this stupid narrative. It's so silly. Oh, you, you can make it in other places, but it doesn't matter if you, unless you make it here. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I know, Michael Jordan, I mean, boy, his his resume will never be complete because he, he just didn't win in New York. Yeah, I know, boy, that was terrible. Tim Duncan? Boy, guy's a loser. Never won big time in New York City. Stop it with this. Some people just can't live. They can't just get let go of these dumb narratives sometimes. It's just, you get something in your head, you listen to sports radio, they regurgitate the same garbage or the same brainless idiots saying the same things. It's like, yeah, well, people from outside here don't understand. No, 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 no. That had nothing to do with me. And I, saw, I know some people are like, oh, look at how Brian uh, going high and mighty. Now he's in California smelling his own ass. No, no, I thought that when I was there too. That's crap. I mean, in baseball, it's a little different. That that inflates things a little more. And they can pay you as much as they want. And you have the potential to win. Well, with the Yankees, not the Mets. But I mean, that's why people go play for the Yankees. You know, people don't go there for the Knicks. They can only get a set amount, obviously, for the basketball structure. And you're going to play for losers. And Dolan's a major issue with it. And we understand that. But, yeah. There's also another thing I noticed in NBA games. It's very strange. It's this, uh... I don't, I, I... 
you ever seen the movie Get Out, uh, where basically it's 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 from Jordan Peele, who uh, let's see, the, the movie's basically about like some black guy that he he's the he's a boyfriend of a daughter, and he goes to this like house. Uh, Jesus, this is the worst plot narrative I've ever heard in my life. This guy goes to his, um, you know, girlfriend's father's house and basically gets kidnapped. And basically it's like, this this is, this is basically, it's just this notion that white people are obsessed with the idea of black people in a sense that they're ours and we, we can just touch them and they're, they're inanimate objects and whatnot. And it's, it's supposed to be like a horror film. It was an interesting movie. It was nominated for a best picture and Oscar, which I thought was ridiculous. I thought it was a very good movie though. Um, I get that kind of vibe from the people who sit in the front row at some of these playoff games. I mean, you either have the people who are really not interested in the game. It's just like, oh, I got these from work. We were comped, obviously. And it's just like, oh, uh, uh, oh, look at the basketball players. Oh, did they score a basket? <laughs> hey, they're the home team. And then there's these other players, uh, these other fans that just like all want to touch the players. And they, it, it's just this unhealthy obsession with, and I guess maybe just sitting front row, maybe too. Maybe I'd be that animated too and just staring at like LeBron James and whatnot. So maybe I'm not being fair, but I got this weird vibe. And in the NBA, I mean, let's, let's be honest. You have a league that's like all black and like <laughs> everyone in the front is all white. So just the visual of it is just like, hey, <laughs> it's it's like they just want to caress them. It's just like Kevin Durant. Uh, well, he doesn't play. That's right. He's he's looking. He's hardcore looking at stats in the back, right in front of the camera. Not strategic at all. Not strategic. But uh, I don't know. I just thought I'd bring that up. Maybe maybe the next time you're an NBA or, or you're watching an NBA game, you'll look at that and be like, "Oh God, look at that." He's right. It's just this. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if, again. Maybe if I was sitting that close, I'd want to be part of it. Like I'm Drake too. Cause that guy'd be more obnoxious. I know he's a fan, but like, stop with the. The dancing in the front row and everything. It's its not enough that, like, you're a multimillionaire. I mean, you need to get more attention by, like, heckling the players. I mean, stop it. It's... I'd forget Drake existed if it wasn't for, like, watching Menlo's games. I'm serious. Uh, what was the other thing? So, you know, to, to bring it back to being local here, I talked about this a little on Twitter. They're, they're... Wait, did I already talk about this? No, no, I didn't. I'm sorry. So as I mentioned last time, you know, we went by San Quentin uh, and I love those lockup raw shows. And I usually like a lot of the jail based shows just because it's kind of most of the people are animals and it's like, to, it's good to see how animals live. I mean, it is, it, it's not all of them, but you know, a lot of them are, <laughs> let's be fair. There is a Netflix series right now and, and I'll, I, to be 100% honest, I was interested in it because there was a promo of it on the local news because it involved the Sacramento uh, County Jail, and specifically the women's uh, area. There's only six episodes. It's called Jailbirds. Uh, they do focus on the men, though, too. And I saw one of the stars, actually, if anyone's watched this show. I don't know if you've seen this. This was on the local news, too. Uh, Monster? Yeah, she was rearrested. And she said that people are trying to make an example out of her. It's possibly the tattoo of Monster across her uh, forehead that might make her an easy mark when it comes to identifying suspects in crimes. That's just me. That's just me. I'm not Monster's attorney. I'm not giving her advice. Just saying. Uh, don't try to cash uh, checks that aren't in your name. They should say Monster on them, obviously. But... You know, it's it's your run of the mill. It's it's well done. It's but it's your run of the mill. Uh, you know, jo- uh, you know, jail sort of uh, drama horseshit. And there is this, but there's this one aspect of it that is so fascinating. 
in the same building, they have men and women, but they're on different floors. But they communicate. And we say, well, Brian, how do they communicate? Well, if you shut up, I'd tell you. So what they do is they empty the toilet out of the water, you know, where the pee-pee and caca goes, and they talk through it. They talk through it like through like a, uh, you know, the cardboard, uh, what do you call them? The rollers, you know, like the, the cardboard thing from like a, either toilet paper or paper towels, you know, that stuff or, or whatever way they, they make a more hollow device. So the voice travels more. Look at, look at me, huh? And then the speed of sound and Chuck Yeager, he went so fast. So, uh, and they, they communicate and they've never met these people. It's a very odd thing. It's like, Hey, yo, yo, what's up? How you doing? No. And they form these relationships. And I don't mean this like therapeutic, let's sit on the couch and talk about your day relationships, like romantic relationships, like days of our lives, fucking as the world turns sort of thing. (laughs) It's so insane. And like, you should see like how over the moon some of them are. Oh yeah. So I'm talking to a one. We met on the toilet. Um, He's, he's my whole husband. And I mean, he's like with me. He's like, that love is like unconditional. Like he's ride or die. It's just like, you have never even met this guy. You speak through where you defecate. (laughs) It's so crazy. But like, then there's like beefs. It's like, oh, I heard you were talking to my man through the toilet. It's just like, oh, was I? Oh, oh, so you're playing both of us now? Oh, oh, A1. Uh, who, who's the other guy? Uh, Dala. Dala, Dala, you're talking to both of us, huh? Because I'm not trying to be like that. So you're trying to talk to both of us and trying to play games through us and trying to talk to both of us through the toilet? My God. <laughs> it is It is one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen in my life. And, and someone had a great uh, tweet about it. It was like, you know what? I love where I live here in Sacramento, but we're known for like two things in media lately. One is a girl jumping out of a car and saying how much she hates Sacramento in the movie Lady Bird and inmates in the jail t- falling in love and talking through a toilet. Yeah, that's the uh, Sacramento uh, Valley region here, whatever. <laughs> Delta region. Jeez. Uh, but uh, I, I do, you know, again, it's six episodes, about 37 minutes each. Check it out. You know, he's my whole husband. So we met on the toilet. <laughs> Imagine a human being saying that. So he met on the toilet. And they're in love. Again, it's not even like, oh, I'm talking to this guy. I don't know what he's like. You know, it must be great. It's so weird. It's just like, we are in love. I can't wait to be on the outside. Oh, God. Anyways. Uh, I said anyways. I'm sorry. Speaking of toilets, we'll end it here. Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> So some, I'm sure you probably know, but if you don't know, let me tell you now, you not, then I can say, and now, you know, uh, so in his penthouse in whatever large building in Manhattan, uh, there are other buildings close to it. And I guess there was some sort of business, some financial firm looked out their window one day and looked outside and saw across to the building that was sort of parallel with it. And the window was, the, the blinds were open and I guess they zoomed in and saw your own Alex Rodriguez taking a dump. And, uh, you know, <laughs> there's something about it. He's sitting there in a dress shirt, just looking at his phone. He has a nice towel behind him, like a, just a hand cloth, like hanging like near the towel has a big A on it. So, you know, it's Alex Rodriguez and I'm sure JLo has her own bathroom, which she probably has the blinds, like not, they probably are closed. Um, and she probably has a J 
She might have a J and a low. Who knows? Maybe A has a rod later. I don't know. I only saw A. But it's just him on the toilet, you know, doing something that is completely normal that all human beings on this planet do. However, I find it to be the most hysterical thing ever every time I look at it. I st- I audibly laugh every time I see the picture. There, there's just something about it. I don't know what it is. Now, if Alex Rodriguez were smart, he'd probably just go with it, but instead his lawyers are trying to find out who did it, and they like, sue him, blah, 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 blah. If I were him, I'd be on, like, you know, Sunday Night Baseball and be like, ah, oh, so, uh, whatever, Yachty Molina is going to bat second tonight, number two, and believe me, folks, I know about that. Uh, but, but A-Rod can't go off the cuff like that. He would have to have that planned, choreographed. Uh, again, like Kevin Durant looking at stats. That needs to be planned. That can't just happen. That's not organic. But Alex Rodriguez taking a dump. I, I need. I, I. I'm tempted. I'm tempted to make two shirts that I that I think only I would understand. One of them is the a screenshot of me being blocked by Jack Curry, and the other one is Alex Rodriguez on the toilet. I think I could wear those around. Actually, you know what? The, I'm probably gonna get a look from a lot of people with a, even if they didn't even know who Alex Rodriguez is. They're like, just like, why is that guy wearing a shirt with a man on the toilet? Uh, and just be like, it's Alex Rodriguez, get it? And they're going to be like, why do you have a picture of Alex Rodriguez? <laughs> Actually, you know, now that I think that and I've said that out loud, I think I'm going to take that back. I think I'm not going to do that one. Although I would like it. I really would. Um, but that would definitely, I, I'd say it'd be, it was an inside shirt, but am I really going to make a shirt to be an inside shirt? So the only one would laugh at is my wife. I'm like, hey, look at I'm wearing the A-Rod toilet shirt again. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. I don't think I'm going to do hamster style anymore. That's nice. So that's the podcast, people. I am back. Huh? How about that? I'm back. So uh, you know where to listen. iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, Spotify. And uh, remember to leave a review on iTunes. It's much appreciated. Man, oh man, I had like 50 reviews on the other one. Now I only have 11. Boy, thanks a lot. Thanks. I know everyone listens on their different venue. I don't care. As long as you guys enjoy it, whatever. Have suggestions, whatever. Just let me know. DMs are open, fam. And follow me on Twitter, speaking of DMs, at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. So, you know, I'm going to play a copyrighted song. I don't care. Huh? How about that? Huh? Sue me. Uh, no, don't sue me. So, I'm back, people. Trying to make it more consistent. I can't make any promises, but I hope you enjoyed this. So, enjoy the rest of your week. Well, that being said, 